Hey guys, it's Bridget, and I'm back with episode four of My Best Vintage Life. Today, I'm going to be talking with you about incorporating vintage into festive looks. Now, I'm going to start out by saying I'm not talking about any holidays in specific. It doesn't matter to me what you believe in or don't believe in, celebrate, don't celebrate. Sometime this season, you will probably be invited to some sort of party celebrating a holiday and or New Year's, and you're going to want to look festive. So, hear me out. I have some tips for you on how to elevate your look. My favorite way to go about doing dressier looks is kind of a high-low approach, but I'm going to be giving suggestions for everyone. So for most of the items that I'm touching upon, I'm going to be giving a dressy suggestion, a casual suggestion, overload suggestion, and a minimal suggestion. Now before I start, I just want to say that when you're looking for vintage items, Um, for this sort of thing, you might want to look online. Thrift stores are great, but when you're looking for something super specific to complete a look for the holidays, you might want to go online. You can do Etsy, you can do eBay. You have a search engine, you have people who have used keywords to help you find what you're looking for. I just think it's personally easier. Just make sure you do it and give yourself enough time so that you have, you know, you're not like, oh my God, this event I'm going to is tomorrow and whatever I order doesn't get here for another two days. Be smart about your shipping. Just a suggestion from me. And I think that's really it for my tips. Oh, also maybe shop your closet. So if you hear me suggest something during this podcast and you're like, oh wait, I have one of those. Hey, guess what? I saved you money. You don't have to buy anything. So I think it's really important that whether it's vintage or regular clothing, we're always shopping our closets and finding new ways to reinvent outfits. It's better for the environment and it saves you money and time. So just a little advice from me about that. Okay. I think we're ready. So the first thing I wanted to touch upon for festive dressing and incorporating vintage would be sequins. So Dressy-wise, I think one of the best routes you can go with sequins is do one-piece dressing. So you either do a dress, whether it's a mini dress, midi, maxi, whatever you want to do, sleeveless, spaghetti strap, or you could do like a romper or a jumpsuit. Just keep it simple, one-piece dressing. These are all things you could easily find online, and you could probably find some in thrift stores too, although this time of year, I feel like that sort of thing kind of gets picked over, so... It really depends on what you're looking for. It's helpful if you stick to one tone so you don't look super cost to me. So my three suggestions would be either black, gold, or silver. Something that's more on the neutral side. And then you could have fun with accessories and do whatever you want or fun with a coat. But if you're going to do sequins, do it in a more toned down sense. I know it's kind of like an oxymoron, sequins and toned down. But... It'll just help you look dressy and fun, yet still in like a decent color palette. So a casual way to wear sequins, my two favorite ways would be maybe a sequin top with a pair of slouchy pants. So maybe you're invited to some sort of brunch where pajamas are accepted or like an upscale pajama look. You could always do a slouchy sweatpant. Maybe you have like cashmere sweatpants or a nice fabric sweatpant, and a sequin top. That's a really fun way to be comfortable, but yet still feel dressed up. Or you could do a vintage t-shirt with a sequin maxi skirt. 
So I really like this one. I'm not saying, you know, go the mini route. I think it actually looks prettier when it's a longer skirt and you like tuck the shirt in and like, you know, give it a little, give it a little zhuzh. Um, it's kind of like a fun boy girl look and it's, it's one of my favorites. So, oh, and by the way, if anybody does any of these looks that I'm suggesting, um, you know, tag me on, on Instagram so I can share them. I would love to see if you incorporate any of this into your, your festive looks. I'm, I'm excited. I hope you do. Um, if you want to go the overload route, I suggest oversized paillettes, which are basically just big sequins, like size of a dime or bigger. It definitely has more of like a um, 1960s mod feel, but it's really, really pretty and a lot of fun. So that's I definitely say that's for like the more daring dresser. If you want to go all the way with the sequins, go the oversized paillette route. Um, route. And then minimally, find an accessory with sequins on it. If you're too scared to go all the way that's fine. You could find vintage sequin shoes, vintage sequin bag. There's plenty of options out there for you if you want to incorporate sequins, but you're just not ready to go full on Bridget and wear the sequin jumpsuit, which I talked about last time as well, but I have to talk about it again. That was a great look. I'll have to see if I can find a picture of me in it. And I don't think I have it anymore. Bummer. Okay. Next, velvet. Oh, I love velvet. If you follow me on my personal Instagram, you know that I just recently, well, not super recently, but I got a velvet couch. So obviously I'm a big fan of the fabric and I think it's something that can be worn, I don't want to say year round, but I think it's especially beautiful during festive times. So here we go. Dressy wise, I'd say once again, one piece dressing wins here. You could do a velvet uh, mini dress. I actually have a super cute vintage velvet mini dress. It's just black, but it's really sweet and you could wear it a million different ways. Or maybe you have like a vintage velvet maxi dress. That's pretty awesome if you do or if you found one. And especially if it's like a really pretty jewel tone. I always love jewel tones at, um, at this time of year. I just think that they're really pretty and a more deep, warm way to wear a color. Like I think if you can wear an oxblood versus a bright red or an emerald versus a bright green, I think that that's a really pretty way to go. So casual. Um, I've seen a lot of like bohemian-ish velvet flares out there. I don't know if you're necessarily going to find vintage ones, but if you, if you like that, if you have a pair of just, you know, non-vintage ones, you could always pair that with a vintage t-shirt. That would be a really cute way to be more casual with your velvet. Or maybe you have like, um, a sheer festive vintage top and you want to wear like a velvet bralette with it. That could be really pretty. It all really depends on where you're going. Um, I don't think every event you go to might be like velvet bra friendly. So that's something to definitely keep in mind. Um, What's the dress code of where you're going? And it's also respectful for whoever's hosting the event. Um, And then let's see, overload for velvet. So I've definitely in my time working with vintage scene velvet suits, I think whether you're a guy or a girl, that could be a really fun way to go, just head to toe. Or maybe you want to wear like a velvet blazer and a different color velvet pants with like a crisp white shirt. That could be really pretty too. So 
definitely something to keep in mind for the velvet overload look. Minimally, there's a lot of resources out there for like vintage ribbon, dead stock ribbon that you could, you know, put in your hair. Uh, my friend Ashley, she has a local vintage business called She Wolf Vintage, and right now she's selling jewelry um, made out of dead stock velvet ribbon, I believe. She can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but if she has any left, I'll definitely link to it in my Instagram stories because I, I think that's a really cute way, like doing a hair accessory or doing jewelry to incorporate a little bit of velvet texture into your your festive look. So the next one's a little controversial and bear with me. Um, Please don't turn me off because the word fur is coming out of my mouth, but I know not everyone loves fur, but I'm going to give you some suggestions that I think are fair and not cruel. First off, you can find vintage faux fur. It exists. There's plenty of it out there. You just have to make sure you're buying it in good condition. So If that's the route you want to go, that's great, and it shouldn't be too hard to find. If you have a vintage genuine fur, which I know a lot of people do, even people who don't agree with it, they're like, well, this got passed down from my grandmother to me, and I love it. That's fine. Like, I'm not telling you you're right or wrong for liking fur, hating fur. Everyone's entitled to their beliefs. Um, Something that I don't know if it's something that happens out here on the west coast but back on the east coast a lot of animal shelters would collect fur for you know cats dogs whatever to lay on because naturally it's very warm so if for some reason you wear your coat and you're like i just don't i don't want to have fur anymore it's not what i believe in instead of throwing it away and you know it going into a landfill see if your local animal shelter would want it for the animals there to keep warm in the winter I think it's a nice thing to do, and it saves it going into the trash. If you decide you want to keep your vintage fur after you use it for a festive look, um, just make sure you're taking care of it. A lot of times vintage genuine fur is not in good shape to start with. There's a lot of places out there where you can keep your furs in the summertime. They're called fur vaults. I don't know if there's any here in Fresno, but there definitely were in Pennsylvania and Delaware back home. Um, but if you can't find somewhere like that to keep a fur, make sure you're keeping it in a temperature-controlled environment. If you're keeping it in the um, high heat or like ultra-cold temperature or damp or um, in the sun or high, high, high temperature, you're going to deal with a lot of issues because it, it's going to start breaking down naturally. So... Try to keep it in an area that's out of light and that's at a decent temperature. So like, I mean, there aren't really many people in California that have attics, but I know I'm thinking about like my parents' attic back home in my old house. That would just get so hot in the summer. I feel like that's a common place for people to throw like stuff like that. And it's like, don't do it. It's not going to last. If you love it, take care of it. So that's my PSA on fur. Like I said, you're entitled to your own belief. If you want to challenge me on it, that's fine. You're welcome to do so. But I just think that it can be incorporated into these festive looks. And you can also do things to feel a little bit better about owning one. So that's that. Next up, silk. Oh, I love silk. I think a great way to go about doing it in a dressy sense is, you know, find a vintage dress that's either 
long sleeve or a cap sleeve, obviously made out of silk. I think that could be really pretty. Or if you want to go more casual, um, I think like a vintage sweater over a modern silk dress is super cozy. And it's kind of like you have, you know, a two-piece outfit on. Well, realistically you do, but it kind of looks more like a top and skirt versus, you know, just having a dress on and covering it up in like a typical way, whether it be like a blazer or a jacket. I think the sweater could be really pretty. Like I love um, Aaron sweaters, which are fisherman sweaters, uh, which are getting really hard to find, by the way. So if you have a fisherman sweater, hold on to it because they're hard to find and they're very well made. So I think that's like a really pretty way to kind of tone down an overly dressy look. Or, and I think I talked about this one last time, you could also... Use a vintage tee under a silk slip. I love that look. I think it kind of toughens it up a little bit, makes it a little grittier. So that's a great place to start. And always keep in mind, like all these suggestions I'm giving you, it really depends on where you live. Obviously, I live in a more temperate place where we don't really have like a true winter at least in my opinion. Um, but if you're listening to this from somewhere where it's a lot colder or a lot warmer and you're like, uh, I don't know how that would work for me, I can definitely help you out. I'm open to giving you suggestions or open to your suggestions. So if you have any, let me know. Overload for silk. I think if you're going to some sort of brunch pajama-y type event, you can find like an old silk uh, pajama top. I think that could be a really cute idea for a couple, um, no matter what your sexual orientation is. I think you could definitely pull that off with your significant other. You could do like a, a pajama top with normal bottoms, or maybe you can find a vintage pajama set and, you know, dress it up with dressier shoes or a fun coat. I just think that could be a really fun way to take the silk look to another level. And then minimal, I mean, you you can't forget about like just a classic silk scarf. I think that's a really beautiful way to up the holiday look. Um, and you don't even necessarily have to wear it as a normal scarf around your neck. You could tie it around your purse. You could make if it's small enough, you can maybe make it into a bracelet or, you know, maybe use it as a headband. I'm not really into hats for any of these looks. I think, I don't know, I feel like when you're at a more dressy event, you really shouldn't have a hat on. You can wear it there, but I would take it off. I think that's just like respectful. I know that's like a really old school thing, but that's just how I feel um, about about hats and more formal occasions so but I think you're totally fine if you would want to do like a silk um, scarf headband I think that could be really beautiful or maybe you're going to like cruise up the Pacific Coast Highway in your little vintage convertible and you want to wrap your hair up like Tippi Hedron and the birds oh god it's so good but you know how many people are really doing that on Christmas Day definitely not me totally wish I was but that won't be me this year. If that's you, congratulations. You are, you're living my best vintage life. <laughs> um, the last category, no, actually I lied. This isn't the last category, but um, I'm not really a big fan of ugly holiday sweaters. I just think that it's, it's, 
gone. Like, it's here and it's gone. It's been gone. People are still doing it. So really, that should be, like, your last resort for this time of year unless you're going to, like, a theme party and that's what they say you have to wear. Then I guess so be it. But my suggestion instead of wearing an ugly holiday sweater would be maybe you can find, like, a holiday-themed T-shirt or a sweatshirt or some other sort of accessory. I just... I mean, don't get me wrong. You can find really cute ones out there, and I'm not saying you're wrong if you want to have a party with that sort of theme, especially if you're younger. I feel like that's, like, definitely a college kid thing to do. However, at some point in time, it's like, okay, it's it's a little... It's a little young of a look for people. I mean, I'm 30, and I I can tell you right now, you would not catch me wearing one of those in public. (laughs) But to each their own, I'm just, you know, making other suggestions. I've encountered many, many cute holiday sweatshirts in place of sweaters. So I think it's just more comfortable. I feel like the sweaters just get, like, kind of tacky. So... That's my suggestion on those. I don't even know. Maybe people aren't really having those sorts of parties anymore. But I feel like at some point in time, I always see people with one on. So that's that. Um. So if you're a guy listening, I don't want you to think like I've forgotten about you. Um. I work a lot more with women's clothing than I do men's clothing. So I think I'm just naturally inclined to talk more about options for women but I think like a velvet blazer for a guy oh my god who doesn't love that look I think that's so sharp with like a white shirt and a bow tie I think I I don't know I I feel like you can't find a guy out there who wouldn't look good in a velvet blazer so that could be fun there's a lot of really cute vintage um, ties and bow ties out there I think I already talked about bow ties although I can't really remember (laughs) Um, whether they're themed or like a certain fabric, maybe a fabric that we talked about um, previously, I think that could be a great thing for a guy to do. Or festive suspenders, and that goes for girls too. Um, I I love the idea of like a suspender during you know more formal times. I think it's a fun way to to dress up and kind of show your personality. So those are just some suggestions. Um, from me for guys that are listening, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I already talked to you kind of about, you know, looking online for this sort of stuff and that thrift stores can be tough. So just keep that in mind. If you're on a time crunch, go online, search, see what you can find. You might pay a little bit more than what you wanted to, but, you know, maybe buy something that you know you can wear again and something that's not super specific. That's really my suggestion there. Um, Some other ideas for you that aren't necessarily as big of a category as the others, but I personally think are fun. This is a really great time of year to play with plaid, especially like a tartan plaid. So the ones that are kind of like uh, more primary colors like red, green, blue, yellow. Um, Really super cute with, with skirts or with blazers, I think. You know, people sometimes are a little scared of plaid in areas other than flannel. It seems everyone really likes flannel, but then when it comes to wearing plaid in other silhouettes, people aren't that into it. Um, but I definitely think, like, you can up your, your holiday look with plaid. 
Um, patent leather. I mean, I am obsessed with patent leather. I have been for a few years now. And whether you're using it, you know, as an accessory, I've seen patent leather pants. Not vintage ones, but more modern ones that are super cool. So if you want to wear a pair of those with like a vintage tee, oh my God, that would be so kick-ass. You would look incredible. Um, It's a great time of year for tonal dressing. So you pick one tone and you kind of make the whole outfit out of it, whether it's red or pink, um, really any color, jewel tones. I think that that's a really, it's a strong look and it takes a bold person to pull it off. But I personally think it's really fun to find your power color and kind of go with it for your festive look. So tonal dressing for sure. Um, Lurex. If you don't know what Lurex is, it's basically just kind of like a metallic thread. Um, it's, I guess, could be kind of like a more subtle way to do the sequin shimmery look as to wear Lurex instead. You most typically find it in one-piece dressing, so um, like a top or a skirt. It's, it's a little bit harder to find. That's definitely something I think you would have to go on Etsy for. And if you haven't heard of it, it's Lurex, L-U-R-E-X. Um, I'm actually going to be posting a Lurex piece. I think it'll already have been posted by the time you hear this to my um, to the Instagram for the show. So Lurex is definitely great. Uh, fishnets. So I feel like fishnets are evolving so much. I think at one point in time, fishnets were like kind of associated with not so great um, things. And it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, you wear fishnets with your Halloween costume with like a really short skirt. Um, But I've seen fishnets worn in like super conservative ways and I wear them a lot. I think, you know, you can really take away like the overly sexy feel of them by by changing the the length of whatever you're wearing so maybe wear them with like a maxi skirt with a slit or wear them with a midi skirt instead of wearing them with like a micro mini um and then you won't have those like pretty woman vibes (laughs) going on and I think it's just a little bit warmer too um don't want to be freezing during these these events that you're going to and then I mean, this is kind of a broad category, but you can't go wrong with leather. Um, If anybody's vegan listening to this, they won't like me hearing that. But there's a lot of really great resources for vintage leather. You don't need to buy anything new. I personally love a vintage leather skirt. I think that is one of the best ways you can go. You can totally dress it up, dress it down, and it's something that you can wear almost year-round. So... That would be my suggestion for leather, but there's just so many, so many options out there for vintage leather, whether it's accessories or clothing or shoes. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. So leather is definitely a good option too. And I think, yes, I did mention that my idea for couples with the um, the pajama tops. So that's pretty much everything I have for incorporating um vintage into your festive looks. So like I said, if for some reason you find any of this inspiring and you wear something that I mentioned, please uh, tag at my best vintage life on either your Instagram um, post or your story, one or the other. Stories are great because then I can just, you know, easily 
uh, post them to my story. So yeah, follow me at my best vintage life on Instagram. And if you want to follow along on my personal one too, that's cool. It's at basic.bougie.bridget. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast uh, using the Apple Podcast app, I would really love if you could give me either a rating or a review or both. Um, I'm at the point now looking at my statistics where I see there's a lot of people listening that probably don't know who I am or what I do. So your kind words and encouragement would definitely push them to to listen to the podcast, I think, more willingly. You know, we're kind of a society of researchers. We go on Yelp. We look at Amazon reviews before we buy things, before we commit. And I think podcasts are the same. People don't want to invest time into something that doesn't sound like it's interesting. So if you've listened and you love it, I would really, really appreciate, you know, like I said, either ratings or a review. And if you don't want to, that's fine too. Um, But, you know, it's that time of year where where giving is better than receiving. So (laughs) you're receiving a really great podcast for me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But for real though, if you, if you can take the time to do that, I'd be super appreciative. Um, And, you know, like I said, I don't want to offend anyone and wish you a merry this or a happy that. I'm just trying to keep this as neutral as possible. But I think it's definitely a very good time of year to reflect on ourselves and to definitely be more giving, whether that's giving of time, which I think is one of the best things you can do, or if you're short on time, making donations to charities or giving gifts to charities is also a really great route. And I think, you know, it's just a really good way to feel good about yourself and feel connected to your community, to your country, to your world, whatever organizations you choose to support. So that being said, I won't be back online until after the new year. So please, everyone, have a great rest of your month, whatever you choose to celebrate. I hope you spend it with family and friends and have a happy new year. I know we all celebrate that, I think. If you don't, I'm sorry, but definitely I'm comfortable telling you all to have a happy new year. And I will see you in 2019. Stay safe, my friends, and don't be basic. Bye. Thank you.